Welcome to Building Unapologetically, the podcast where we dive into the raw journey of personal growth, business building, and faith-infused strategies. I'm your host, Jordan Guyton, and I'm here to share my unfiltered highs, lows, and the lessons I've learned along the way. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, and empowered to build your dreams unapologetically. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Building Unapologetically. I missed you last week. I needed a little breather and wanted to wrap my mind around how I can serve you in the upcoming weeks through the podcast. I was also getting into the thick of it with our new CCA student. If you're listening, big ups to my CCA squad. We've already got some wins happening, clients closed, positioning shifts, energy. Like it's just, it's a whole new world. And I'm so excited that I decided to bring it back, relaunch. And the women that decided to say yes, I'm so grateful that I get to serve. So haven't done one of these in a while. And you know, if you're on my email list, I asked you to share some questions that you had when it came to you and ask me anything. So we're doing another one of those today. We haven't done one since last year. I know that sounds like a long time ago, but we haven't done one in a few months. So I'm really excited to dive in. I'm not going to do these in any particular order. I just think they're all helpful. And I I know that some of these were questions from my last Ask Me Anything that did not get answered. So I'm ready to dive in. It's going to be really, really good. If you have not yet, just I have one favor, just one freaking favor. If you have not taken a chance to rate this podcast and leave a review, please do so. If this podcast has blessed you in any way, if any gems have been dropped, if you've applied any of the strategies to your business, if you have left inspired, if you've left with an abundance mindset, if you have just felt touched by this podcast, I just ask that you take a second to pause this and rate it and leave a review. And if you're new here, welcome. I'm going to earn your review with upcoming episodes. They're going to be good. Okay. And I would really, really appreciate it. This allows us to rank even better on the charts and allow more heart-centered entrepreneurs to get access to this podcast. It is a free resource to help you grow, to evolve, to step into your next level. Whatever that era is you're claiming, I want to step into that together with you. All right. So let's get into this. Ask me anything. I think we have four questions. I might do a fifth as a bonus. So yeah, let's dive into it. Okay. The first question I have is if you had to restart a new page on Instagram, what would you do and what wouldn't you do? So great question. If I had to restart a new page on Instagram for my business, first I'd get very clear on the intention behind my page right? I'd get very clear on, is this for my business? Is this just a personal page? Who do I desire to reach with this page? How do I want this page to be consumed? Is it an experience? Is it just infographics? Am I involved in it? I really just think it's so important before starting your journey on social is to be rooted in your intention before your first post. And I think even if you have an Instagram page and maybe you're pivoting or you're evolving into a new arena in your life or in your business, I really do think setting those intentions ahead of time is going to be so super, super, super important. I think another thing that I would do that I did a lot when I was first growing was engage with 
every single person that decided to follow me. You know, when I started my business and things were growing at more of a a slower rate, I would send a voice note to each and every single person that decided to follow me and just thank them for being there. Thank you for being part of my community. I'm so excited to serve you. Um, Tell me more about you. It was very personable. And I really think with all of the technology and automation and many chat and all of that, the way to stand out in this market is to still maintain your authenticity and that personal touch. So I would definitely do that. I would definitely have a healthy balance of video content. So I would make sure that I have quite a few reels, like two maybe three reels going out a week and at least going live once a week. I feel like that really was a catalyst for growth and connection. And I would just be fearless. I would be a bit more fearless in my content. I think transparently, you know, as I've grown in the beginning, you are fearless. You're posting what feels good. You're showing out. You're trying things. I think as I've grown on social, I started to maybe pull back a little bit, whether that looks like not prioritizing my content creation time so that I'm just kind of creating in the space of what type of content I already have instead of like designating time to actually create. And it's something that I enjoy doing. I don't know if that made sense, but basically I would make sure I had time to create content in a space that felt bold and courageous and allowed that spaciousness. I don't think I've prioritized it that much in the recent season. What I wouldn't do is I wouldn't buy followers. I wouldn't boost posts. I wouldn't be concerned with the engagement for the first at least 60 days of consistency. I'm going to say that again, 60 days of consistency, not just 60 days and we posted twice. I mean, 60 days of consistency of me posting three times a week for 60 days, right? Minimum. So I I wouldn't be tied. I probably wouldn't follow my competitors or people that are in the same industry as me. I think that having tunnel vision in your business creates that avenue for just more creativity and less comparison. So I wouldn't follow anyone in my industry and just become a pioneer in my space and kind of learn from inspiration and accounts that make me feel good and rely on my own creativity and imagination. So I definitely would not follow my competitors or people that are in the same market or niche as me. But I definitely love Instagram. I still really love social media. I don't want to start a new page anytime soon. One is enough. Okay. Uh, I was just having that conversation with one of my students. Uno. Uno page is enough for your girl. So yeah, that's how I feel about starting a new page. Okay, the second question I have is collabs and relationship building. What you've learned when building. So great question. I think when it comes to collabs and relationship building, it's really important, at least to me, that my mission, vision, and values are on the forefront of any collab. So we have to align. I think it's really important to be intentional about who you attach your business to or your name to. And just because the object is shiny or they have a lot of followers or whatever the case is, that you should still do your due diligence and really make sure that there's a line The second thing I would say about when it comes to collaborations or relationship building is make sure the audience that you are collaborating with that person is aligned to the audience that you want to serve. It has to be a two-way street. 
right? I'm all for giving back and serving. We do it all the time. But I'm saying a collaboration is a two-way street. And so I think it's really important when thinking about collaborations, because you know, at the end of the day, time is money, that there is some aligned synergy there with audience. Um, What I've also learned in collaborations in that building phase is that it's okay to have a conversation before the collaborations happen, meaning scheduling a quick 10, 15 minute chemistry call to make sure you guys are on the same page. I think 10 minutes is perfect, but having that chemistry call to see how you guys flow together. Is it conversational? Is it rigid? Are you comfortable? Is the other person comfortable? Does it look professional? Does it feel professional? And again, what are your intentions behind that? I think collaborations are really great. I'm in a selective season right now because we're pretty head down in the business as we are serving our students that just came in through CCA and we'll be gearing up to launch in a couple months again. So I'm really just enjoying the head down season. So, I mean, I've communicated with my team that, you know, collaborations right now are not a priority, but I think they're really great when you're, you know, ramping up for a launch or you want to grow your audience or have some sort of visibility in another space. I'll also say when it comes to collaborations, shoot your shot. I think too often we don't go after the collab or reach out to the person that we want to work with or write the company that we think we can serve out of fear. And people are people. Right. There are humans on the other side of that email of you picking up the phone, of you sending that text, of you asking someone for an introduction. And I think that a lot of collaborations don't happen because we psych ourselves out and we don't just ask for the collab. And the worst that can happen is that person says no and you're still in the same place as if you had never asked. Right. If you don't ask, you never know. So I encourage you, if you're listening to this and you've been wanting to collaborate or partner with an organization, or whatever the case is, like shoot your shot, send a message, send a DM, send an email, use chat GPT, shoot your shot because there are deals to be made. There's money to have, there's relationships to be built and it won't happen until you take action. So I really love a good collab when it's aligned, intentional, and it's beneficial for both parties. Okay. And next question I have is LinkedIn tip, translating your B2C business to serve orgs and just LinkedIn tips in general. So I really like LinkedIn. I've been able to meet a lot of new entrepreneurs on that side of the world. I've also been able to be connected with some corporations and book some speaking engagements, but I've also been able just to showcase the work that our company is doing. And I think the beautiful thing about LinkedIn that I discovered is that there aren't that many tweaks I have to do to the content that I already created on Instagram to then move to LinkedIn. I think often, and I taught an accelerator last year, and I'm actually teaching another one right now for HubSpot's group called Black at Inbound. They have a community called Black at Inbound HubSpot. And so one of the things that I taught in our first accelerator that was such a light bulb moment for one of the students was I can just be my myself on LinkedIn. I can talk about the same things that I talk about on Instagram on LinkedIn. I can talk about my family. I can talk about my kid. I can talk about my travels. And I think that is like the biggest misconception that on LinkedIn, you have to just be reciting your resume all the time. Like this is where I went to school. This is what I do. It's like the posts where I'm personal, 
personable, sharing my story, highlighting a milestone, a win. Those posts get so much engagement. I feel like those are some of my highest ranked posts. So I think my first tip is take that energy that you have on other social platforms and just bring it over. If your audience is different, right? In my case, it is a little bit different on LinkedIn. I'm catered towards the B2B, the corporate space, business to business. So I am speaking more to corporate buyers, but I still make sure that I keep my who at the forefront, which are small business owners, which are heart-centered entrepreneurs. So even though I'm speaking to a corporation, our hearts are the same because that corporation serves and sells to small business owners, and so do I. So my content does not have to change. Feel free. Like I encourage you to go hack my LinkedIn strategy. Go find me on LinkedIn, Jordan Guyton. J-O-U-R-D-A-N-G-U-Y-T-O-N. Go find me on LinkedIn, follow me, and look at the content I'm posting on LinkedIn. Look at how it runs parallel oftentimes with the content I'm posting on Instagram or posting on Facebook. You know I'm in the business of work smarter, not harder. Keep a simple shouty. K-I-S-S, keep a simple shouty. And so I really want you not to be overwhelmed by LinkedIn. I think one of the things I'm gonna be focusing on more this year is sparking conversations. So I get a lot of engagement and likes and like general great comments, but I want to spark deeper thought conversational dialogue between my audience and just the positioning in our thought leadership. So that will be something that I'm going to strategize around. So again, follow my LinkedIn journey and see how that kind of unfolds and just steal whatever feels good. Don't copy, don't word for word, but look at what I'm doing and see how you can apply it to your business as well. There's a very, very, very small percentage of people. So only 1% of LinkedIn's 260 million monthly users share posts. 1%. So there's a lot of space for you to play if you want to get involved in LinkedIn. And it says that 30% of US adults report using LinkedIn. So I recommend it. I really think I've enjoyed playing in the space and I'm still trying to figure it out. So again, follow me, follow my journey and see how that unfolds for you. Okay, a last question that I have. So what are the steps you take before investing in a new program or a coach? All right, great question. I mean, my process has evolved over time. My first investment was with my first business coach and it was 2,500 and I ended up putting it on my personal credit card because I didn't have an LLC yet. I was really, really gung-ho about starting my business and doing it the right way. And so she actually was a recommendation and it worked out well. She was great. I can also say that I have made investments based on program promises and not doing the research ahead of time. Another thing that I love doing when I think about the programs I have invested in and have gotten a great return on investment, I've invested anywhere from 2,500 to 15,000 to 17,000 to 497, $497. Like I love investing in the business, investing in myself, investing in our team, because when you do it from a space that is good and from a space that is clean, meaning it's not out of lack, it's not out of it's your last hope. It's not out of this person's going to change my life. It's not out of any of those feelings. It's the belief in self 
the trust in the commitment that you're making to that investment. It's the, again, trust that you've built within the mentor or the program or whomever. I'm a lurker. So I will watch you for a month. I will watch you for a year. I watched my last coach for three years, but then I also had a program where I watched somebody for three days. It has to be a full body yes at the end of the day when it comes to investing. And I would also say watch everything, like watch all of their lives that they have and watch all of their webinars, watch all of their student testimonials, watch all of their highlights that cover the program. Like literally digest everything you can and then decide if this is what you need right now for your business. And will this take you to the next level? And again, I don't think I said this, but it does feel a little crunchy when you're investing. It should feel a little stretched. I always say with my program, my program should not be your last hope. Like CCA should not be your last hope because the students, the women that I call in, they already have the sauce. They just need a blueprint. And so that's where I want to work from. That's the space I activate from of like, I already know that if this program can just give me the ABCD cheat codes, then it's, it's gas on a fire. Like I got this, right? And if that's how you're going into investing in a program or an offer or a course or whatever the case is, I say do it. But if the energy is, no, this better work or no, I hate the coach or this is my last dollar. So I'm going to just spend it. And if it doesn't work out, then do not invest from that. Just find another way to make money. There are plenty of ways to make money or wait until you have the money and can comfortably invest. And the flip side of that is it will feel crunchy because you are stretching yourself. If you're stretching yourself of I've got it. This is a little uncomfortable, but I'm going to make it work, right? I know how many clients I have to close to get my money back on this investment if that's what type of program it is, or it's only going to take this long for me to feel this way. Okay, go for it. Do it and make sure that you're committed to the process because it's not on your coach or your program or your mentor or your course to get you results. It's on you. And if that program doesn't deliver on its promise, then you should be taking a lesson from that experience. Does that make sense? Everything is a lesson. There are no, I mean, there are investments that I definitely do wish, child, I could get my money back for. But I also then stand in the space of, okay, I definitely won't be running my program like this. Okay, I definitely will be doing this for my students this go around. Okay, I actually loved that they did this. I want to incorporate this in the way that I coach or in my program or in my lesson or in my course. So find the lesson in all of this or I would never, I would never do that. Like that energy, right? So I love you so much. I love the ask me anything questions. Keep them coming. Next week is going to be a pretty juicy episode. I'm getting back into my sales bag and you are coming with me. We are more than halfway into Q1 and I want you to hit your revenue goals for this quarter. And so these next few episodes will definitely be leaning into the S word, my personal growth around the S word, which is sales, if you didn't know. And it's going to be so good. Thank you so much for joining me. Friendly reminder, again, if you have not left a review for the podcast, as soon as this is over, do me a favor. If this touched you in any way, leave me a review wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you so much for sticking with me, for being here, for loving on me. I'm loving on you right back. And I hope you you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. And do me a favor, keep building unapologetically. 